Are you ready to elevate your doula business to the next level? I want to introduce you to the ultimate guide to crafting your kick-ass doula packages. Whether you're a seasoned doula looking to refresh your offerings or just starting out in the field, this free guide is your roadmap to success. In this guide, you'll find strategies to tailor your services for your clients, ways to make the prices sustainable for you and something that you feel really great about, and different creative ways to make your doula packages unique to you and not just the same as everybody else's in the industry. This is a free guide and you can download it right now. Head over to hurrahdoulaservices.com slash doula packages to get your copy today. Hello and welcome back. Today's question is, what are the benefits of yoga in pregnancy and postpartum? This is Kaylee Daly, the bi-weekly podcast about all things doula tips and tits, where we answer one question about pregnancy, labor, postpartum, or lactation in order to have your journey in this parenting world be just a little bit more informed and filled with consent. Hello, welcome to Kaylee Daily. I am Kaylee Harad, your host, and we are on our second episode of guests. I need to start saying second because Emrys was my first guest, my eight-year-old. And so Wednesday we had Kim talking about sleep, and today we have Jaylee, who obviously by her name, she belongs on our podcast, right? (laughs) She gets right in. Um, so Jaylee Turner is a mom of two, the owner of Our Village Circle Birth Services. She provides prenatal support to birthing folks in Northern Virginia and D.C. In addition to being a certified childbirth educator and doula through Birthing From Within, she's also a trained yoga instructor pre- specializing in the postnatal, postnatal body and yoga for the pelvic floor which I'm super excited to dive into that because pelvic floor is one of my favorite (laughs) topics. She produces and hosts the Our Village Circle podcast, which I really recommend you check out. I've listened to some of her episodes, and they're awesome. Um, And the podcast mission is to elevate the voices of parents and professionals alike, to demystify the realities of new parenthood through authentic sharing and honest storytelling. So, Jaylee, we are very excited to have you here. And can I just say that it's a little bit weird to say, I feel like I'm saying my name wrong, right? When I say your name. <laughs> the same way when I say your name. Yes. I, every time I say it, I'm like, that's right. It is Jaylee. That's how <laughs> you pronounce it. I know. We were destined to meet and collaborate on a podcast episode at some point. Exactly. Exactly. And I did not, I always had seen your name online and wondered if it was pronounced the same, but didn't have the like, I don't know, wherewithal to actually just ask you. But also, like, when you see a name online, you don't know how it is pronounced. And so, you know, anyway. Um, So welcome. I'm super pumped to have you here because I cannot answer this question. I don't know. I am not a yoga instructor. Um, And so I'd love to hear, just have you dive into that question of what are the benefits. And then um, we'll just chat. Um, So... Yoga, I came to yoga during my first pregnancy with my son, George, who is now three and a half. Um, And initially, it was just as a place to connect with my body, which Mm -hmm. can be one of the big benefits of prenatal yoga. 
Um, and I found that there were so many more benefits than just taking an hour for myself. Um, of course, the biggest one being a place to connect with my body, a place to connect with my mind. Mm-hmm. This is something that can be really, really important, not only for labor, but also for parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> and especially in that postpartum period. Yes. Just being able and having the skills to take a second to check in mm-hmm. with your body, with your mind, yes. not necessarily trying to fix anything, just observing what's going on mm-hmm. and having that awareness. Mm-hmm. There's so many changes that happen during pregnancy and especially during postpartum, your body is changing at lightning speed. Yes. Moment by moment. <laughs> like literally moment by moment. Yes. <laughs> and it's not even like a appearance and body image thing that I'm talking about. I'm literally talking our bones are shifting. Yeah. Our, our energy centers are shifting. Our center of gravity is shifting. And just yep. having that spatial awareness mm-hmm. is so, so important, not only for injury prevention, Mm-hmm. But how we move throughout the world, how we carry ourselves, it affects our confidence if we're embodied mm-hmm. in our own beings and we have an awareness of how our new bodies work. Mm-hmm. That can be super empowering. Yes. Yep. Um, so I would say that was probably the biggest benefit for me and the biggest benefit that I've seen Mm-hmm. For other people who practice yoga during this time. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that's advertised is um, relief from aches and pains and um, connecting with your baby. Mm. And would you say connecting with your baby both in pregnancy and postpartum? Yeah. 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 I would say um, not everyone feels connected to their baby yeah. during pregnancy. Right. Um, you know, if you go to a lot of prenatal yoga classes, often the time, the thing you'll hear is put your hands on your belly, connect with your baby. That can be really difficult for some people. Mm-hmm. Not, and for some people, they do feel super connected. They're feeling baby move a lot. They're, you know, the, the, the baby has a clear personality in the womb. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're making it known. Um, but for some people, it's just the changes are so abrupt. So much is happening. They might feel so sick. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have so many aches and pains, especially if they're suffering from something like symphysis pubis dysfunction mm-hmm. or something like that. It could take all of their energy just to deal with those things that the, yeah. the yeah. bandwidth just isn't there to connect with baby. But if you can connect with your own body, that's a wonderful starting point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you see then that people benefit from um, the practice of yoga most if they've done it throughout pregnancy and then postpartum? Or what if like in postpartum, someone's picking it up for the first time? Obviously not in the earliest days, mm-hmm. you know, but what, do you see them? I, I mean, yeah, you can answer that question however you'd like. But what would be the most beneficial, I guess? I think that it's beneficial at any starting point, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. Um you know, coming into the practice is better than not. Um, but of course, you probably would experience the most comprehensive benefit starting 
even even before pregnancy, like for fertility, yeah. it can be extremely beneficial as well. Um, but I think that it can be particularly beneficial in the postpartum period. Okay. Because although those body changes are happening so gradually throughout pregnancy, from pregnancy to not pregnancy, it is just such an abrupt and sudden disruption yep. to the body, to the body's energy field, to the hormonal balance, to the center mm-hmm. of gravity, to everything. Yep. Um, and not to mention the disruption to your routine, the disruption to your sleep <laughs> and everything like that, you know. Um, you see a lot advertised like mommy and me yoga classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly recommend if anyone that can be really beneficial if you're looking for an activity to do together with your baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend that folks seek out if they're looking for something more geared toward reconnection with the body and rebuilding to seek out a specifically postnatal yoga class. You can bring your baby, but the focus is going to be more centered on the birthing person. Yeah. I think that's so important in the postpartum time too, because so much focus is on the baby after birth. Um, and so it, you're just kind of like get either get grouped in as a pair or yeah. you just, it's just all about the baby, you know? <laughs> so having some things that are just about you is so, so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about what yoga for the pelvic floor even is and how did you get into that specifically? Yeah. So actually, um, yoga was a very big part of me coming into birth work. Okay. Uh, It was my starting point. Uh, I worked, I still do, but I worked primarily as a professional opera singer prior to COVID. Mm -hmm. Uh, And after I had my first son, that was when I did my yoga teacher training. I went through a really, really rough postpartum with my first. Mm-hmm. And yoga was a very, very big part of me reconnecting to myself and reconnecting to my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I did my yoga teacher training, I was just coming out of the fog of very severe postpartum OCD. Postpartum was uh, OCD and PTSD. Yeah. Um, and it was instrumental in my recovery. And during my yoga teacher training, I remember thinking that it was really a pathway to me helping out the perinatal community in some way. And I didn't really know what that was yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that ultimately, that yoga teacher training then ultimately led to me taking a pelvic floor yoga teacher training, which then led to me training as a doula. COVID hit. I lost my job as a singer. Uh, and I, you know, I always had said when I retire from singing, I'll be a doula. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden within 48 hours, all of our work was gone. Um, so no, no time like the present. And that led to me training as a doula. So yoga for me was a very important pathway for that. But, uh, I also had a really rough, um, recovery physically from my first Uh, I had a really precipitous labor, a really precipitous birth, eight minutes of pushing for first time mom. Sounds luxurious. No, that's hard. A lot of damage to my pelvic floor. Yeah, it's so hard. I talk about that so, so often because I'm like, it sounds lovely when you're in theory to be like, I pushed for eight minutes. I'm like, ooh, 
I mean, you, my face automatically was like, oh, your poor pelvic floor. Yeah. I mean, the reason babies come through slowly. (laughs) Yeah. I broke my tailbone. I had uh, severe nerve damage. Um, none of which obviously had was caught by medical staff, despite me mentioning, um, that I was having a lot of pain in my tailbone area, um, and in my back and they chalked it up to an epidural, which I didn't have. I had to keep like telling them, <laughs> no, I did not. No, it's not from my epidural because I did not have one. Um, and then of course, but then they were like, whoa, strong lady and totally forgot about my complaint. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's a whole other can of worms. But the point is, is my recovery was very long. Yeah. Uh, for me, I had a hypertonic pelvic floor. So you hear a lot about pelvic floor weakness yeah. and like a, a pelvic floor that's too slack. Mine was actually too tense. And yeah. that, led to a, that led to urge incontinence. That led to painful mm-hmm. intercourse. That led to a lot of physical problems in healing yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, so that's what got me interested in the pelvic floor thing, because then I went to a pelvic floor physical therapist. Thank goodness I had insurance that covered it. I know that not everyone has access to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be standard care it for should people be. in the perinatal period. Yeah. Um, but yoga was a really good pathway for me in connecting to my pelvic floor, reconnecting to that area um, and being able to connect with those muscles and heal those muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, when it comes to pelvic floor yoga specifically, it's not just for people in the perinatal period. Yeah. You often see a lot of pelvic floor issues with menopause mm-hmm. or unhealed pelvic floor trauma. You yeah. know, especially in people in in the generations that came before us, like pelvic floor therapy was not a thing. Right. And the idea of peeing yourself after having a baby was very normalized. Yeah. Still is. Still is. Yeah. Sneeze and pee. <laughs> right. It's like a running joke between moms almost, you know. Um, but no, that's not normal. It's common. Yeah. But it's not normal. Right. Yep. And there, it can be fixed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something that can be worked on. Doesn't yeah. require surgery usually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So pelvic floor yoga aims to simply reconnect the practitioner with their, first of all, with their pelvic floor muscles, which has a lot to do with how you breathe. Yeah. Um, and we try to address it in a way that can both strengthen the muscles surrounding the pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. So your abdominals, your IT bands, your glutes, those muscles, so that the pelvic floor is not doing so much work mm-hmm. to basically pull all the weight. Right, literally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want you want strength and flexibility in all of your muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I'm not a pelvic floor physical therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and pelvic floor yoga is not at all a replacement for a qualified and trained physical therapist. Yeah. But what we can help with is at least identifying whether the pelvic floor is too tense or too mm-hmm. slack. And then also just strengthening the muscles surrounding the pelvic floor to relieve some of that effort. Right. That's going on that can be causing that incontinence. That can be causing that pain. 
Yeah. Yeah. So is pelvic floor, like yoga for the pelvic floor, is that a specific class that's separate from other, like for you, right? Do you offer that as a specific class or is that something that's like in with postpartum yoga? Both. So I'm about to, I'm actually about to start offering these classes. Um, This month we're starting up a postnatal yoga class at Wheelhouse Yoga in Clifton. Mm -hmm. And soon thereafter, we haven't set a date yet, but I anticipate it'll be in the next couple of months, we are going to be starting a separate class that is yoga for the pelvic floor. And so that way we have something that's specific to the postpartum period. Mm-hmm. Um, for people to practice, you know, reconnect and then also get community mm-hmm. in that way. Yep. And then we're also going to have a yoga for the pelvic floor. Cause once we mentioned postnatal yoga at this studio, a lot, the clientele there is a lot of moms with older children. Mm-hmm. And they were like, could I come to that? And of course, everyone's postpartum, but we, we started seeing a need for, something yeah. separate from the postnatal class to also address these issues. So the hope is, is that we will have the postnatal class and then we'll also have a yoga for the pelvic floor class. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So um, I will put all of that, all of your class links, if you send them to me, I'll put them in the show notes so that people can check them out. Do you have any virtual options for yoga? What are your thoughts on that? Because I know in the last two years we've had <laughs> virtual everything. Virtual but everything. Because I, I have clients sometimes that are still really not wanting to do in-person things in the midst of just, you know, everyone's comfort level is different right now with COVID. And so um, do you have anything like that or do you have any thoughts on virtual versus in-person yoga work? Yeah, actually, we had that discussion when we were talking about starting up this postnatal class. Mm-hmm. Um, we originally were going to start it up, I think it was in March, was mm-hmm. when we were originally going to start it. And then Omicron was like, yeah, moving through. And it became very, we, we postponed it because it became really clear to us that people were not ready. I was going to the homes of postpartum people as a postpartum doula. And you know, this pandemic is not over for people with children under five, and it's really not over for pregnant people or people with newborns. No, not at all. <laughs> you know, we're still very, very much in that groundhog day mm-hmm. trying to protect our kids. Yeah. Um, and I get it. I have a nine-month-old myself, mm-hmm. um, and we went through our own you know, decision-making processes with everything. So we, I did discuss this with um, the owner of the studio and we did decide that we're going to make a virtual option available Okay. because it's clear, like people do want in-person, like they're, you know, there's, oh, yeah. want the in-person, they want the community, but then there's also people who want that, but they're not ready to get out. Right. Yeah. So we are going to be offering a virtual option for the postnatal. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think, I mean, one of the things that I am always considering as well when I'm talking about resources is that um, I grew up in Kansas, and there's a way different level of resources than here in the D.C. area, you know, where, like, you can you can do all sorts of <laughs> lovely things in the D.C. area that you don't have access to in smaller communities. And yeah. um, whenever I can put links and information about uh, virtual services. I try to do that. So yeah, um, totally. Yeah. So we should wrap up. Um, but it was so, so, so good to talk to you and I could talk to you about lots of other different topics. 
I'd love to do that. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I will make sure that all of Jaylee's information is in the show notes so that you all can connect with her if you'd like to. Jaylee, it was so lovely having you. Um, Yes, of course. Thank you for all that you do for postnatal and pregnant folks. Um, And I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. You too. All right. Edited and produced by Kaylee Harad, as I'm sure you can probably tell. And um, our amazing music is credited in the show notes as well. So we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, have wonderful and consent-filled births.